people don't want to hear it, the, the truth about the Beatles split up, you know, that it was about me opening a garage in Epsom. You're absolutely right. It is a man having a meltdown on a microphone in the middle of Glastonbury, and that's the way it is. Round of applause. Let's get these boys in. Let's make this thing happen. You got it. The festival. Here we go. There's really nothing quite like it. When you pick the right acts to see, it's musical nirvana. So if given the power of the festival gods to have absolutely any act you desire, alive or not, playing in that perfect spot at the perfect moment, who would you choose? MC5. Oh, yeah. And Stidgers. Detroit Supernova. I just imagine this is the perfect one. It's going to be Burt Bacharach <gasps> and Friends. I was like, yes! It's such an anthem for yes! that, isn't it? If you're wearing a coat, you go take that coat off, baby, <laughs> and get wet up. Behold, the greatest day of our lives! Ah, yeah, let's go! Welcome to the lineup, you beautiful spirit of Eden. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Just like you don't want to talk about your band that doesn't exist. Why don't you talk to us about our career at Children's BBC? What happened? Let's not talk about it. We've all been sacked, is what we're saying. <laughs> Our next guests at this live and dangerous first ever The Lineup, actually recorded in a festival field, are titans of television. Gurning Giffords, Titty Tools, Goggle-Eyed Clowns, who just happen to be the only BAFTA award winners in this tent, yeah? Anybody else got a BAFTA? No! From broom cupboards, they upgraded to a bungalow where much mirth was mined and tiny minds were exploded. They have a catchphrase. Bogies. They are Richard Dick McCourt and Dominic Domwood. They are Dick and Dom, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, have some of that. About to curate their fantasy festival lineup. Lads, thank you so much for doing this for us Hello. today. Hi, Sean. Right. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. We're missing inhaler because of this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Let's make it the quickest lineup hey, ever. But we'll make this so funny. They'll need an inhaler because they'll be laughing so much. Think <laughs> about it. Think about it. So you got you guys got here. It's Friday now, listeners, and you got here yesterday. We did. Yes. Is it fair to say that you? What did you do? You got to bed at ten o'clock and have a foot rub. What of was it like? course, that's what Dick and Dom always do. Very well behaved. No, we were out till about four a.m. watching Frankie Wah playing a load of dark drum and bass in the Glade. Don't remember anything other than, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you look at the upside of your tent and then check your phone photos. And you go, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. It's like Memento, but with your phone, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> oh, Christ, I don't remember that. We had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, we had good fun. Yeah. We haven't been fired yet. Fired from what? Well, nothing. <laughs> we haven't got anything to be fired from. <laughs> we'll get on to, a little bit later on, places we've been fired from. <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that the bitter half of the podcast? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get me another red stripe. <laughs> You'll never believe how they did it to me. <laughs> um, no, just in case you don't know, right, lads, it yeah. is a fantasy festival. I'm your festival genie. Yes. We can, uh, and th there are a couple of bits of housekeeping we have to do. We have to put it somewhere. The, the yeah. festival has to happen somewhere. So you have to think about where in the world could it be? Oh, well, oh, I, right. I, I think for us, a oh, okay. uh, university, I like, I like to speak on behalf of us, this is Dom speaking, that there's only one place for a festival for us to be, and that would be in Ibiza. Yeah. So we've, we've been going to Ibiza since the late 90s, 
and it's um, very much a second home for us. See, I thought you were going to say the Hanger Lane Gyratory. Because <laughs> we used to live, we used to share a house just off the Hanger Lane Gyratory. Yeah, it'd be a good place for a festival, wouldn't it? Middle yeah. of the roundabout. Well, we, also- we, we, we can actually um, coordinate any horn to make of car. We've heard it all and seen them all. So when Bobby Pryor on Radio 2 Travel says, and it's really snarled up on the Hangar Lane Gyrator, you'd be like, oh, I know, it's going to take me another 20 minutes that's, to get that, home. That, that's because uh, Dick's been running across the central lane again to try, <laughs> to try and get to the kebab shop. It was, oh. a, good, it was a good kebab shop there, wasn't it? It was. Fabulous days. So Ibiza, though. Yeah. So were you little ravers when you were first together? Did you, Or are you still... Well, that, that, that's you. You started off in the early 90s rave, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I got into the rave scene early 90s, yeah, did all that. And then uh, met Dom in 96, and we both enjoyed... Well, actually, no, you were a bit of a rock chick then, weren't you? Well, I, I was a rock chick, so rock music was my staple. That's how I was brought up. My three older brothers were all into rock music. I brought me up with them that, and I was a drummer as well. And um, But then, suddenly, age 18, moved to London. And that kind of... I think I think there are parallels between the rock world and the rave world in terms of it just kind of separates you from the mainstream yeah and uh, suddenly i had this new way of of going to clubs which didn't involve facing each other in a circle and dancing and trying to pull each other it just involved unity and dancing and so we both did that when we moved to london and it was it was a revelation but it must have been weird well in fact i must part (laughs) that in the next question because we'll come on to like when you're out and about and you're also massive on kids' television, what that dynamic's like. But I'll come back to that. Yeah. We've, got a, we've got a venue, Ibiza. Yeah. Yep. And we need to call it summer as well. A name for the festival. It can't be called Bogies or anything no, like that. No, no, too obvious. We have quite enough of that. We've always liked Mad Fe- nut, nut Fest, Nutter Fest. Um, we'll come back to we'll it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thinking. So, imagine this. Yeah. Can you believe this, by the way? I've never, I've never fucking been to Ibiza. Have I you have not? never been to Ibiza. It's, re- it's I, a very quiet place, very chilled out. Yeah, you'd like, you'd like Take it. Take the kids. It's lovely. Well, no, there are lovely parts of it where it's very quiet. But I imagine that you were there for the slightly more high octane experiences when you went back in the day. Well, when we first went there, we were actually filming there for a, for a program where we learned how to be garage DJs by DJ Luck and MC Neat. Oh, and we, we with went, a little bit of love, yeah, we can make it through, through the night. night. Her look your bit. That was top. it. You know what I mean? So that. <laughs> so yeah, we did. We went. We went out there, and we we um we learned how to be garage DJs, and then instantly fell in love with the island. It had this magnetism, and there were no motor, motorways even when we first went there. And it was just great, and we'd just be going there every year. Understandably, the requirements <laughs> have changed as we got older. So we went out in when we were in our twenties. You know, there was like Manumission, Pasha, uh, you know, Esperity. There was all sorts of stuff going on. But now it's like a nice family holiday. Where can I pull a, put an inflatable dinghy along the beach <laughs> with my kids inside? It's a shame of Beetha, though, isn't it? But it's gone a bit commercial now. Oh, we, come we, on. we went in the raw days. Don't be so miserable. Listen I'm to miserable. it. I, I, it's like. There's no point in me fucking going now, is there? I mean, you ruined it. <laughs> no, you, you ruined it, it in, in the, in the, the late 90s. Is everybody ready yet? We good? Let the day begin. This this festival essentially starts in the morning, finishes at any time, late in the night. It's just a one singular arc throughout a perfect day. Yeah. So 
the first band are going to come on early doors in Ibiza. Yeah. What kind of band, incidentally, do you, what kind of sights and sounds and smells? Are, 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 I don't mean in manumission. I mean, oh you know, in the Ibethan countryside, what, in this place where you're going to set this festival, do you have little crickets, cricketing? Do you have dew on the lawns? What's it like? Well, I, I tell you, the smell that I associate Ibiza with is just Red Bull. <laughs> and that's it, because it's the only place where you can get a vodka and Red Bull for over 30 quid. It's, it's remarkable. <laughs> but when you're in your, before you have children... You don't even think about it, do you? You think that's totally legitimate. Yeah. You go, Red Bull and Vodka, 30 quid, perfect. <laughs> Give us it. And 60 quid to get in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, so, yeah, you? that's my smell of Ibiza. Yeah. Uh, music, what, what music would you associate with Ibiza? Well, you know, all the tunes we used to listen to back in the day. Donovan, Bob Dylan, that kind of stuff, isn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. it? Exactly. Ibiza, it screams Proper it. Ibiza tunes. <laughs> so, look, without further ado, yep. we're in this beautiful... You know, it's like it's essentially like a sort of Garden of Eden paradise in Ibiza. Yeah. Early morning. Who's the first band or act? Oh, you're Living going first. Or or going to come on. You're going first. Right, I'm going first. I'm going to start off with a big crowd pleaser to get everyone whipped up into yeah. good spirits. Good idea. And I'm going to go Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> so we're talking Ozzy Osbourne solo career post Black Sabbath, right? So pre all this MTV stuff when he was on his own. So I'm talking. He's going to start with Crazy Train. So crazy yeah, train. It's a or, bit hard or, for a Friday night. Or this Iron mate. Man, eh? It's a bit hard for a Friday night, isn't no, it? No, I'd say. And this so, is so wait, 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 wait. This is his first thing in the morning as oh, well. Oh, this is his first thing in the morning, right? Okay, so it's fine. The sun's just come up. People are scurrying out of their tents, and you suddenly hear the boom, 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 <laughs> and then the twirling of the drumsticks, boom, 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 yeah, yeah, and it yeah. starts, and then, then and he just goes, "Come on!" and everyone starts clapping. I guarantee. As warm-up packs go, he's your man. Ozzy Osbourne, he's your man. Has he got Randy Rhodes with him? He's got Randy. Yeah. Randy's there. But he was great, Ozzy, at that time, wasn't he? He was kind of... So so me, me and my brothers grew up on rock music and we used to have a VHS of Ozzy Osbourne live and we used to play it again and again and again. It was... It was just wonderful. He, was, just gonna put my, he was an absolute lunatic. Dom, I'm just going to put my shades back on because my eyes are starting to bleed. There we are. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, you look totally normal. Shades on or shades off? He's not on. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Dick so. is, I think, suffering a little bit, to be perfectly <laughs> Can you honest. tell? And it's only Friday afternoon, I know. listeners, dear I'm, listeners. I'm Pete. Can I ask you a, a, a side order question here? I mean, obviously, you didn't know each other when you were at school and stuff. Were you annoying at school? Did of course. You, did you, it's what I people imagine. That's Sean, kind of... why would you even ask that question? <laughs> If you well, didn't I think know, that it I, might be relevant. I, I was sort think... of hoping that maybe one of you got... Well, that was I was a model student, actually. I was a prefect. I wasn't ever in any lessons, were you? Always got sent out into the corridor. Go and work out there, boy, on your own. Yeah. I was... Um, you know, in, in Greece, right, the film, there was, like, Doody and Roger... Was it Roger? No, Doody and someone else who hung around with the cool guys. I was, like, one of them. So I kind of hung around with the cool set, but I wasn't cool. So I was accepted... But you were on the periphery. Yeah, yeah, between being a pain in the ass, irritant, and being okay. But I like that. I said that to my kids, you know, don't peak too soon. Because, you know, they're like, oh, Christ, you know, that some of the guys in school are really handsome and they're already, like, smoking drugs and all the girls like them. Like, yeah. All the guys who I knew who were doing that then are in jail now. <laughs> don't peak too soon, dickheads. 
And I do call them dickheads, and they love it. So you were very annoying at school. So that is good to are know. Are they just going for the like tango vapes for now, rather than going for the the hardcore oh, stuff? No. Tango, they sell them in the Willy Wonka chocolate you factory me? shops. You know the candy shop, American candy shops. Yeah. They're like kids walking there. Can I can have I can have Cheerios? I can have Lucky Charms, Tango, and vapes. That's just so it's, wrong. It's all there it's for. It's terrifying. Them. It really is. <laughs> Let me ask another side order question. That's nothing to do with the lineup. Yes, please. Do you ever? Because it seems to me that when you're a very successful children's television person, yeah, and we're talking Baftas, we're talking millions of viewers with you guys. Is it a bit weird? You're sort of straddling an adult and, and children's world at the same time. So you're going out, you're having a good time, you're young, you're single. Do you get indecent proposals from parents and stuff back in the day? Not now. Not now. What do you mean not it... now? You're saying we were really old and knackered. You actually, I think you've aged like fine wines. Oh, thank you. Um, do, do we, uh, I, think, I think, you know, back in the day, you had to be very aware of where you're partying and who you're partying with. Uh, nowadays, we don't actually have a boss, so we can do what we want. <laughs> we are so we, our boss. We can't be fired, uh, apart from we can fire each other, and that's yeah. about it. That's great. It's such a great feeling, isn't it? <laughs> we'll get on what, to being on the, fired what, in a minute. Unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. The anticipation is immense. You look to your left. It's too late to go to the bar. You look to your right. You don't need the loo anyway. You look over your shoulder. 50,000 strong. Look at that lot. The lineups put you in prime position. One epic shot for Instagram. And while we have you captivated, poised, ready, phone out, why not quickly jump back into your podcast platform and follow us? Go on, boom, one click. Don't miss out on the next episode of my beautiful podcast. How does that sound? Thought so. So that's great. We've got Ozzy Osbourne opening up in Ibiza. Yeah. Did you ever see The Decline and Fall of Western Civilization? That documentary about all the sort of hair metal guys in America in the 80s? Yeah. Brilliant, isn't it? Not Aussie's great in that. What's but, that film with Motley Crue? Uh, Blow, is it? Where he appears in that by the swimming, swimming pool? I've not seen it? that. Oh, yeah, you watch it's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see. So, what a great and hedonistic way to start. So, next up, we've moved into the mid morning section here. You're curating this festival. We've had Aussie Osborne. We're not at lunchtime yet. We don't have to think about what we're going to feed everybody. That comes up next. But who are, who's the next person we're going to have? See, on the I would lineup? have started with Ozzy Osbourne. I would have gone with mine to start with, then Ozzy Osbourne. Go on, who's yours? Stone Roses. Oh! And you could have started as the sun was rising with "I Want to Be Adored." Yeah, exactly. That bass just starts people. Okay, here we go. Yeah. You can change it. All right, let's flip it. <laughs> <laughs> you start. No... You start. I'll follow. You there follow. No I'll swallow. Rules. <laughs> so that I see. This is festival curation in its finest form. You see. We're going to start with the roses. Good. And you have to start I with win. I Want to Be Adored. Yeah, I win. Then Thank we you. go into Aussie. Have you it's seen not, the Stone Roses? It's not roses? about winning. It's not about winning. <laughs> oh, it's about working together. Here they go. And we're cu curating together. 25 years I've had to work with him. What do you What do you win exactly by saying a band's name? What do you win? Nothing. You have won, though, haven't you? Hey. He has won, though. What's he won? Well... He's just he's just got one over on you. And yeah, I think basically, that's yeah. Awful to watch. It's awful to so watch that, that's so happening. So that's a win. 
He was just better and cleverer and more <laughs> knowledgeable. Got to think right. about that, yeah. All right, you win. Well, well done. thank you, thank you. Did you ever have you seen the roses either of you? What's the what's the relationship? No, sadly not. I actually got uh, tickets for them at Heaton Park a few years ago. Remember the Heaton Park? And I had to sell them. We were working or something. Then of course they nearly played Glastonbury once, didn't they? And yeah. they pulled, I don't know why they've never been back. There would be a fucking amazing oh, booking to, to Glastonbury. Oh, it'd there? just be incredible. I think you need to make the call. Hello, it's Dick from Dick and Dom here. I would like to book you, please, for our Ibiza, our Ibiza Fest, Bogies Fest, whatever. Well, I mean, whatever we're going to call it, yeah. Dick and Dom. It reminds me of in 2012. I mean, I've always been a massive Rosies fan from back in the day. And it was, I was thrilled. I was doing the telly for Sky Arts in 2012, and they were playing... And there was this uh, this booker woman who was like, she was tiny. She was an absolute firecracker. She was like, I am going to get you an interview with the Stone Roses. And I was like, you're not, because nobody, you don't speak to anybody. He's like, I'm going to do it. And she got us all the way. At the Isle of Wight, they, they have a, a big premiere in where they keep all the talent, like a zoo, basically. <laughs> and the Stone Roses were right at the end of this long corridor. And she's like, follow me, follow me. And I walked, walked down there, a tiny woman with red hair, and I saw her go into this, this lair. And John Squire's just sitting there with like a 335 with his massive hair, just looking really cool. Ian Brown's nowhere to be seen. And then these like three massive hyena-like Manchester managers stand over her like this. <laughs> and I can hear them, and she's like holding her own. She's going, I've been told that we can interview her. We don't, they don't do interviews. They don't do interviews. And like all three of it's like the Scientology. How, how many times can I say it? They don't do interviews. <laughs> and so anyway, we left and we didn't do an interview. That's my Stone Roses story. One for the autobiography. So, oh, you got a ramble, a good eh? one. Got a little yeah. For not doing an interview. Yeah, I know. It's Didn't we say that before get? we walked on here? We don't do interviews. Here we are. <laughs> we, generally, we generally don't. No, we don't. So you mentioned that you were in a band. So were yeah. you, Dick, were you, were you also musical? No, not at all. You? No, no. Nothing to say there. Sorry. Really. <laughs> it's just closed it down. Yeah. I don't want to talk the, about it. Well, and the three hours sleep I've had, uh, my brain isn't <laughs> firing very fast. <laughs> Were you in a band, is what he's trying to say. Oh, God, what? Were you in a band? A band? What's a band? <laughs> did you did you DJ when you were younger? <laughs> uh, ignore him. Ask me the questions. He'll sit on my shoulder. No, here's a question. Yeah. You, you're legends. You, you can't walk down a street without some... Because the, the thing is, you've been doing it for so long as well, I imagine that you must have quite a range of people who will come up to you and be blown away, like like a 30-year-old or a 9-year-old. Grannies, well, children. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like... not so much kids anymore. 9-year-olds don't know who we are. That is a weird part of it now. They actually don't know who we are because they don't is it watch... students and people yeah, like that? Student, yeah, it's like kind of 18 plus up to, yeah, 50, The 60. people who used to watch telly. Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember television, ladies and gentlemen? Do you remember when you used to actually watch the telly instead yeah. of watching your phone with the telly in the yeah, background? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Those were the Crazy. days. Hey, uh, kids, let's all sit and watch a movie. Everyone just scrolling on their phones. <laughs> you do that with your kids. It's like, put the phone down. Oh. No, no, I'm watching it. But it, it, it is mad, it's mad it. in that respect. Imagine putting like a Saturday morning programme on now, like Dick and Dom in a bungalow, where they had to sit for three hours yeah. and be entertained. And you, and you, no. quite, you can't swipe it after five seconds. Yeah, five seconds. Dick and Dom, rubbish. Swipe. <laughs> We're all brain damaged, but mine's because of the red stripe. That's the thing about that. But have you ever felt a bit like 
You know what? I would love to write that adult sitcom. Or, you know, you you ever feel restricted by the the, the gilded cage of your immense success? Uh, Not not so much these days, because we we stopped any kind of filming or broadcasting for kids' TV about four years ago. Four or five years ago? Mm. So we kind of made the decision, let's... We we made the decision. (laughs) (laughs) I made that decision last year as well. (laughs) Uh, What happened to the job at Sky Arts, by the way? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's... I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Just like you don't want to talk about your band that doesn't exist. Why don't you talk to us about our career at Children's BBC? (laughs) What happened? Let's not talk about it. We've all been sacked, is what we're saying. (laughs) Aren't we? Let's just talk about... We have been fired from more jobs than we've been hired for. (laughs) I don't know how that's even possible. Is that really true? Yeah, it really is. Why does it happen in the end, then? Is it because... Probably the main reason is me turning up to work looking like this. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired, kid! No, I I genuinely think there is an allergic reaction within, within the industry of broadcasters that aren't afraid to speak about what's actually happening and what's going on and, 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 you know, and just improvising a little bit. And everyone's so terrified of that now that if anyone dare say anything that was, is within, not within the rule book... Yeah then you probably are squeaky bum time, isn't it's, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I you think know, people, so. People, people go to us all the time and go, why aren't you on the TV? Why aren't you doing something for the millennial generation now? Something a bit chaotic. And we're like, well, it's not up to us. It's up to the commissioners of yeah. the channels. Now, the commissioners of the channels, as Dom said, don't take risks anymore. If there's any risk to be taken, no, to. close it down quickly. I'm just checking that actually Joe, who's one of the commissioners of ITV, was actually just in here just now. <laughs> and he's Hi, left. He's gone. Oh, fuck. Joe, are you still here? No, he's gone. We've lost Hi, your to wet leg. And you're going to lose me to wet leg in a minute because I need another piss. <laughs> um, but I would have thought that, because I see you guys, I mean, I've been with my kids, like Camp Festival and places like that, and you just seem to absolutely live for this live stuff. You tear it up at places like this, don't you? you, you incidentally, are you, you're not working here this weekend, are you? No, but in our, in our, in our pocket, we have a USB. No, we, were actually, we actually talked about that. We said, wouldn't it be great if we just got to a stall or a caravan or something, and just, we've got decks. I would just say, let's just do an impromptu rave. I think it'd be amazing because <laughs> our, our, our main job now is actually DJing. So we've been DJing for years. When we lived together back in the late 90s, we used to have decks, vinyl decks, and we used to DJ and do house parties all the time. And now what we do is we actually DJ for the people who grew up watching us yeah. in clubs and festivals all over the country. And it's actually, we are talking about this last night, is our most gratifying, most wonderful job that we've yeah. done so far in our 25 years. Because it's what we always love doing, which and is it's, DJ. You, it's, it's you direct to the people who you influence and who like you, yeah. isn't it? Not through a gatekeeper and you can just exactly. talk to them and be yeah, able There's, there's no one watching over you and we are in control. But also, I think there's an expectation when people hear that Dick and Dom are doing a DJ gig, they expect us to play at Steps and S Club. And actually, when we drop hard drum and bass and, and, and house tunes, the place goes absolutely nuts. It's wonderful. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious.
So that leads us on then yeah, yeah. to the next stage, which yeah. we get. We're getting to that point, the the lull in the proceedings. It's kind of almost like where we literally are in that sense of it's early afternoon. We've had the Stone Roses, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We've had Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. It's about lunchtime. Before we get on to who's going to play next and the in inevitable fight that will ensue between Dick and Dom for ascendancy, um, what are we eating? What are you feeding the oh. people of the festival? What's the perfect festival food and carbs? Bogeys. Oh, bogeys. No. <laughs> Not bogeys. Uh, Too obvious. High in salt. High in salt. What would you? What? What are we going to feed everyone? Probably the paella that you've blagged from that paella, paella store area. down there. Yeah, paella's good. Dom's like the king of blaggers. He blags anything. We've already had what beers free. We've had food free. He well, just literally just, he just goes on social and asks. Enough Some people it. are really good at it, aren't they? Oh, he's amazing at it. Blags it's, anything. It's a genuine. Well, it's a genuine skill. That well, my mum. My mum always taught me that. If you don't ask, you won't yeah. get. So you just ask a question. A lot of the time. People just go, yeah. oh, they're caught back backhanded. They go, okay, fine. They can't think of a reason not to do it. Yeah. That's so, the like, thing, so, isn't like it? the bar down there, the, the tills were closed. And you go, can I have a shot? They go, well, we can't take cards. They go, well, just give us a shot then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's Seriously, that's what he does, though. And like, that's it's like Darren Brown. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't process the payment. Well, just give me the shot then. But. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Fine. You're 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 in the wrong. So give me a shot. <laughs> That's true. Um, Can you so take so that we'll away with it. us today. We'll all, we're all we're all going to try that this afternoon. All down at the bar asking for free shots. <laughs> not another one of you, Sean Keaveney lot. Um, so uh, I think food for the festival. You, I don't think you can go wrong with chips. You got cheesy no, chips, yeah, chili yeah. chips, chips loaded with stuff. Just yeah. chips. All the chips configurations. Are amazing. Of chips. And I haven't seen one really pissed person that hasn't enjoyed chips. You know when you're really, really we, pissed and you're eating chips? Oh, oh, we, oh. we just had a wrap, didn't we? A really healthy wrap and it had chips in it. It had chips yeah. in it. Did yeah. you have a chip wrap? Yeah, <laughs> chip wrap. Chip wrap. With your chips and bread. So chips. The, the best thing, I would say was in my late 20s when I discovered this, I don't know why I came to it so late, was the chip naan. Oh, yeah. With the chip now naan. You're talking, yeah. Carb on carb action, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. A massive flat naan with a load of fucking chips in it. Yeah, but what, you putting, what sauce has he got in there? All oh, chilli sauce. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be an arsehole about it, you can put uh, mayonnaise the in it. Or the other shit oh, in yeah. there. But no, chilli sauce. Not any of the onions or the no. writer or no. anything like that? There's chilli sauce chips. and chips. Naan. No, cheese. Sauce. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Okay. You want? If you want to be all, you know, cheese, sort of um, cheese and continental cheesy about chip, it. Cheesy chips. It would have to be paneer. Oh, if you want to be all Belgian about it. Oh, yeah. So, um, garlic naan, peshwari naan, or plain naan? Oh, well, I've only ever had plain, but I would happily introduce garlic into the situation. Garlic naan, chip butty. Wee, right, so that's <laughs> garlic naan, so, chip so butty. For everybody. <laughs> For everybody, because as you say, chips. nobody's going to... Uh... Oh, look, it's created a ripple of applause <laughs> for the... And so... That's what people have been in the face with. Yes. As the the third act comes onto the stage. Is it's it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, yeah my turn, because we flipped the order. Okay, so we're going to go for Def Leppard. <laughs> after, after lunch? Def Leppard after lunch. You just said Ozzy Osbourne. So this is this is going back to you being a, a youngster and loving rock. Loving the rock music, yeah. So Hysteria, for me, was a breakthrough album. I, I absolutely, it kind of, it fiddled with electronica, yeah. but merged it into rock. And uh, just the album cover, and 
just all the all the mucking about with the vocals. It was just a beautiful. It was a perfect album, actually. It was perfect. You so, know what? Uh, I, I, I saw it. But, but we might go down some of the Def Leppard ballads. Maybe what? at that time of the afternoon, everyone's a bit full from the garlic chip naan. And let's digest what's listening to some Def Leppard ballads. <laughs> what's the best Def Leppard ballad, do you think? Well, why don't we go with Peshwari 9, which is sugary, with sugar straight after it? No, what, no, so not pour so some sugar so, on me. Yeah, oh. pour some sugar on me. So we're actually making everything oh. <laughs> flow together. In fact, they used to say May in the same way that Britney Spears says May. So Def Leppard were the pioneers of May instead of me. <laughs> May. May. You're right, actually. Yeah. And then it, I always remember 1992 super hit, Let's Get, Let's Get, Let's Get, Let's Get, get Rocked. That was big. Which, did that influence Anton Deck to do Let's Get Ready to Rumble? Oh. Can they be on the lineup? They should be on the lineup. Well, just wreck the mic. Psych. 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 We could have them in a catapult and fire them into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. That'd be a good idea. I'm, I'm Dick. Oh, and I'm Ant. That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your summary of Ant and Dick? <laughs> That's it. I don't believe it. I've just shattered myself. <laughs> oh, no, I can't believe it. I've got some spare underpants. That's it. <laughs> we can't be fired into the audience pit. Yes, you can, pal. <laughs> Straight into the middle. Oh. It's weird, a lot of people kind of, you know, compare us to Ant and Deck for some reason, because we're totally different, really, but the, the difference between us and Ant and Deck is actually about £40 million. <laughs> so, um... And no credit cards. And no credit cards, yeah. <laughs> Are they, though? The, the old question, are they happy? No. Probably, probably yeah. Yeah, 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 I think I they would, are. They look pretty right. fucking content, actually. Right. You wouldn't want a Maserati. <laughs> really, it really wazzes me off. Um, still love them, though. Um, they've never been fired, have they? Were they've they never been fired. I'm expecting to be fired out of a cannon at some point, you know what I mean? At, Into at, the, at the pyramid stage. It'd be amazing. Here comes Sean. Here comes Sean with your little helmet on. Fired straight into the middle. <laughs> during McCartney, during Live and Let Die tomorrow. <laughs> uh, what's that? Paul McCartney dies. He's killed you by got, Sean Keaveney. You got the man with the big Chinese gong ready. <laughs> to live and let die. <laughs> Paul's last words were, is that, is that the twat from the radio? <laughs> Boom, he's dead. That's not going to happen, and that won't be used on the oh, podcast. Please make it happen. I mean, I'll tell you what, I don't mind, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you aim, aim it at the PA so I don't kill Paul, I just destroy his PA system. Okay, so we're on Def Leppard. Um, I, I would, I've just written down Listeria for some reason, which yeah. I think is appropriate for food at a festival. What was the song called? When you make love, do you look in the Please mirror? Please stop singing, Tom. <laughs> what was that? Don't sing. Like, really off lyrics, wasn't it? Really you know, About when you're screwing in the mirrors. Oh, horrible. <laughs> when you what? That's when you make love, do you, you look know, in the you mirror? Said, you, you said screwing When in you're the building mirror. an Ikea wardrobe and you can see yourself in the mirror, I think that's what he's talking With about. With your DeWalt drill. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they're doing? That was a B-side to what drill. Is that what the lyrics mean? Is that it? You're screwing in the mirror. You, you've lost an Allen key. That's the second second chorus, I think. But I've got to be honest, I never liked Devil Lover that much back in the day. Ugh. Because I was more of a... I'm older than you. I'm a hoary old rock and... You know, like... So, you like Cult? Hendrix. Cult? 
Is that crossover? I do like She Sells Sanctuary I love She Sells The Cult. The Cult. What, just their first album, just beautiful. All that stuff. Little Devil, all that stuff. Oh, down, 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 yeah, it was a bit wet after that. Yeah. But like, I always thought that Def Leppard were a bit weren't that good. But when I've revisited, I think what you've just said is right. That the production on those albums was was a bit yeah. visionary. Actually, it was yeah. almost like um, I don't know, like hip hop production or something. It was yeah. like um, everything was maximum sort of madness. But I suppose what you're saying is right as well. It does feel like just someone came along with a big suitcase full of money and went, you know, your you know your rock. Let's chuck some money at it and uh, make it all sound synthy and sexy. So there probably was a bit of higher production values that went into it that took away from it, what, what it could have sounded like without. Yeah. But still a good album. And Ricky as well, the drummer, you know, you know, try playing those songs with, with, yeah. with, with one arm. You know, I mean, and that's, what, that's they, pretty amazing. They overcame a lot of tragedy and they, they're still going. And they're from Sheffield. Yeah, which, well, so it, am I. That's his. Yeah. Uh, My domain. People are sensible. People like Dick. People like Def Leppard. People like my wife. People from Bradford, I'm talking about, <laughs> and from Sheffield. Um, I went on a bit of a Yorkshire tip there. Bradford, City of Culture, 2025. Oh, yeah. Um, so there you go, Def Leppard. Yeah. And so then we think to ourselves, okay. How many have we got left? Two more. Two more. Two more. Before I get to the, the penultimate, I, well, that, actually, you've kind of semi-answered this question, but you, you don't really work with the, in, in the kids' realm so much anymore. You're in a more adult realm, not in a sexual way. But why is it generally preferable working with kids than adults, would you say? Or is it preferable working with kids than adults, when you were, especially when you were back? Honestly, well, they're funnier. Yeah, they were. So, so the content from Dick and Dom in the Bungalow, um, the, 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 everyone goes, oh, it's so funny. Well, no, it's so funny. Actually, the genius was the kids that came on the show because they got pure minds and they just say what they think is funny. And they did. And they actually gave us a lot of the All bullets the content, to fire. Yeah, yeah. That's it, watching. There was a particular version of, of of you guys playing bogies in a library. I can't remember. It was, this is about 18 years ago or something. And it's great to watch because it's real, isn't it? You, you've got these like really stuffy people sitting right. Well, not yep. actually, just people trying to concentrate in a library. Actually, not stuffy people. And these two bellends <laughs> are shouting bogies at them with bootcut jeans on. And it's annoying, right, to all normal people. But it reminded me that way back in 1987, when I'm so old now, we, we went on a geography field trip yeah. in the Lake District and we got let loose. You know, we, we, it was that kind of thing where you had to do questionnaires and you had to ask people questions about traffic or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we got very bored of it. So we all bought a, a whoopee cushion each. And we did a version of bogies where we'd walk around and sort of stand next to old people and go... <laughs> like they'd be looking at a jeweler's shop window or something and we'd be like <laughs> I prefer that one that we should have done that's yeah. much funnier yeah. so I'm just saying we're on the same page we are yeah. evolution evolution devolution how are you doing out there are you ready for the next act of the day Make 
We move now seamlessly to our penultimate point here. We're in Ibiza. Ooh. It's been a hot day, actually. We've not even mentioned the meteorology. It's been a hot, beautiful day. We've had the Stone Roses. We've had Ozzy Osbourne. We've had Def Leppard playing the whole of Listeria. And we're at that kind of sunset moment now. <laughs> it's great, this, because you can't tell this, probably, listeners, but it's a bit like University Challenge. I feel like Jeremy Paxman, and they're, like, conferring as to what should go next. Yes, I think it was George V. No, it was wrong. Um, who's going to be our sunset moment post-Def Leppard act? Oh, okay. sunset. Who? What? what? MC, MC Hammer? Hammer? No. Get out. Do we look like we're into MC Hammer? <laughs> Buy a piece of banana bread and get out. <laughs> no, we're, all, going, we're going for a band we can't wait to see tonight on the John Peel uh, Primal Scream. Oh. So no, that then. is definitely Sunset. So favourite album of literally all time. If someone said you've got one album to play for the rest of your life, Scream Delica is it. In terms of... Uh, Sonics, in terms of, you know, artwork, yeah. everything about it is perfect. All the different tunes on there are all so different. It's not like a one-track album. Everything, you go on, go on a journey when you listen to it. It's like a collage as well, isn't it? You know, it's like, it, it's a producer's album as well as a songwriter's oh, yeah, album, the isn't it? They're all yeah, collaborating incredible. together yeah. to make it a thing. It's, it's, it's really weird. And Actually, again, though, again, that's, that's, that's around the time where dance music kind of merged very much into rock music. Yeah. The two worlds joined together. I know there's a lot of kind of like Rolling Stones in there, but well, there's all the kind of trippy vibes within yeah. there. On, just... on the way down here, I listened to their most recent, was it 2019? Chaos Chaosmosis. Oh, okay. yes. yeah. Actually, that's, that's got a Delica feel about it. But also, we should mention at this... Uh, oh. Oh my God, it's Andrew Weatherall. Oh yes. Oh. Oh, there you um, go. For the listeners at home, we're obviously here at the, the beautiful Crow's Nest stage, the highest point of the Glastonbury Festival. And I have been very high here before. Um, and behind us, we're being, over, we're being looked over. And um, I suppose he's almost like a beatific presence. There's a wonderful picture of Andrew Weatherall, sort of portrait. I, I imagine Andrew would have been up here at some point or another. For some, he would have been, wouldn't he? Just what a wonderful producer. And also... Oh, amazing stuff. And essentially, he was the reason why that album sounded the yeah. way it did. It's because of Andy. You know, yeah. just that, that wonderful... You know, you can listen to some of their work before Screaming Delica, and it didn't have that incredible trippy sound yeah. about it. Like cohesive stuff, wouldn't it? And actually, not only is... Not only is loaded the theme tune to the festival, but we actually, at the end of the first season, we did an interview with Bobby Gillespie. No. It was very, very wonderful. How was that? It was, it was great. It was really lovely. Because I've interviewed him before and, and I've messed it up by being a wacky prick. Oh. And, uh, and in fact, once... <laughs> Sounds he, like a career. Basically, we so, made, yeah, we've made a whole career out of that. That's our career. <laughs> pair wacky, of wacky pricks. Dick and Dom, wacky 25 pricks. years. We've basically been trading on the same <laughs> nonsense for the last 40 years together. We didn't even know it. But it was lovely. It was so great. Do you so, know, uh, weirdly, another level to the weirdness of our adoration towards Primal Scream oh, is yeah, that yeah. we, uh, one of the first times we performed uh, at Camp Bestival, we went there and Primal Scream were headlining it and someone came up to us and said, hi guys, uh, do you mind if the band Primal Scream come and meet you? We were like, do you, do we mind if they come and meet us? Is that the right what? way around? And they said, I, Bobby Gillespie and his kids are big fans of yours. Oh, that's so cool. So there was this moment where we stood in front of each other going, uh, uh, and they, yeah, he was a bit starstruck yeah, uh, and you were a bit starstruck. No, it was just... Uh, 
And um, <laughs> and then we just kind of walked away from each other. But then we were in Ibiza another time by the port, having uh, having some kind of remnants of food that could resemble breakfast. And uh, and there was Primal Scream again having breakfast in the same place. We had breakfast with them. So uh, yeah, it's just it's so weird to kind of. They always say you should never meet your your heroes. But actually, sometimes it's okay. Yeah. And this time, it was definitely okay. It was primal screen. Has that happened more than once? Where like quite famous people have been, even if it's their kids, have been like, "Look, could you do you mind?" Like we're quite big fans. By the way, I'm so glad you're here, Dom, because my brain is now decompressing even further. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going into? At least you can string a sentence together. Are you going into dark hole, love? I've got. I've definitely gone into dark hole. (laughs) Can we just can we carry on the interview like you did when we met Primal Scream? <laughs> Shush what now, do you stop. expect when you, you, you make a podcast at Glastonbury? I stop, mean, stop talking. You. Veracity. <laughs> what is this? Question time. Get with it, dickheads. We're at Glastonbury. I, I'm on my fourth red stripe. Silly old men titting about. <laughs> that's all it is. Silly that's, old men. The, that's the epitaph sorted out. Anyway. Anyway. All of those tracks on, on Screaming Delica are just so wonderful. And there was also one of the come together was used as the title track of the film uh, Human Traffic as oh, well, yeah. which again, that, that whole film kind of really was like a mirror in terms of what was happening uh, you know, in, in culture at the yeah. time. That rave culture was huge and Primal Scream became a very big part of that yeah. as well. It's true. Whereas at that exact time, whereas everybody else was going to the Hacienda getting very high on ecstasy and listening to... Sorry, we don't know what that is. What? <laughs> it's, um, it's like a like Purdy's, you know, it's like a, an energy drink. Ah, oh, right. Purdy's! That kind of thing. Yeah, oh yeah. You can relate to Purdy's. <laughs> yeah. Not to that ecosy thing you're talking e- e- about. Ecos, it's, it's, uh, it's French for Scotland. That's it. And, um, but we were drinking pints of mild and playing terrible indie songs in local pubs, so That's we didn't it. get involved in that either. Ecosy. So as we go, we move through the gears seamlessly to beyond the sunset moment to the big moment so we got the headliner right the headliner the big guns Who so let, is well, it let, going let's, to let's, be? If, we, if you don't mind Sean we're going to well, go actually, we're going to start from the bottom we're going to rename them and get to the top well you overrid me on this one didn't you I overridded you well no I agreed with you Overrid? No, is that, you, is that an actual no, word? No, if you agreed with me, you didn't, you didn't overrid me. You agreed with me. Uh, is overrid a word? No, if you... It is, no. If you overridded me, then I would have an idea and you would think it was rubbish and your idea was better. Well, no. Did you confirm you, what you mean it or is you, override you it? You agreed with me. I agreed with you, yes. I, I was going to go Joy Division because, like, you know, that's my kind of thing, Joy Division, New Order. But actually, um, oh well, okay. So let's go through. Well, well, you know what we could do? We could anything's possible. You could, actually, you could you have could two acts on at the, the same two. time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we thought it was re- it'd be a really good idea for the headliner for Dick and Dom's Bogey Fest or whatever we're going to call it to be continued. We'll come to that at the very end. It'll be the last thing we say. Okay. Um, we thought that actually the headline act should be Mr. Blobby. <laughs> And and actually, Rich, you had the idea that prior to Mr Blobby coming on, the big rousing speech like Jeremy Corbyn should be Noel Edmonds doing the big rousing speech. Let's stick with Joy Division. On scale. And we thought we should actually put him in a rubber dinghy into the audience as well to come round and come back. Every animal in this country knows who I am. I remember when Noel Edmonds said that on the Jeremy Vine show. It was an seismic moment. Was that? Was remember that, when he did his sort cat, of um, cat hypnosis? Cat hypnosis. Oh, yes. <laughs> Such a great moment in, in in cultural history that 
just talking to people's cats on the phone. And do, it, it do, was, if you look it up, it really happened. Would the cat know who Noel Edmonds is? Uh, uh, yes, we've told her. She, she's she's aware. And when we told her, she she said, "I Jeremy, seen Jeremy, pack it in, mate." Yeah. <laughs> what? How long would that's you normally? Cheap, that's a cheap one. Every animal in this country knows who I am. Yes. Now pack it in, Jeremy. How, how long would you normally talk? Just so people know what to expect, Noel. How long would you normally talk to a cat? It depends on for? the issues, Jeremy. You got it. Do we still know whether that was him, like, taking the piss out of Edna no. Industry or whether we, he was actually having a proper breakdown? I think... We don't know. We'll never know. I'd like to think that he, that he really can talk to animals. Well, and all the more reason for him to do the big rousing speech yeah. at our festival. It's brilliant, is what it is. It is... I mean, what are we going to call? We, we, I, we're going to have to call. And they'll all go, oh, no, Edmunds. <laughs> oh, no, Edmunds. No, Go. That's it. Brilliant. So uh, anyway, so if we don't have Mr. Blobby, it's going to be... Joy Division. Oh, well, you needn't say any more than that. No, um, I mean, you know, imagine ending a festival with Love Will Tear Us Apart. Oh. I, mean, I saw New Order, New Order here back in, was 16, was it? And that is, they always play yeah, Love Will Tear, tear Us Apart. Yeah, I saw them there. Oh, Wait, was it the night when um, the, 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 Barney just kept going, Come on! Yeah, yeah. For God's sake! Trying to rouse them up. You're a shit crow! It was like really having a go at us, and we were like, yeah. I'm going then. How, you're how you're really get, angry with me. How to get your crowd on your side. Oh, <laughs> you're Come on! Shit. That's not good enough. You're in control. <laughs> I quite like him for that, though. That he, yeah. uh, he's just honest, isn't Grumpy he? Grumpy old man. Yeah, basically. That's how we all. So, yes. um, um, we need the name. What are we going to call it? Yeah, yeah. What, the fest? Do you put it out to the audience? Ideas? A what? Karma fest. Hammer. Hammer. Not that you the MC Hammer. desperate for us to get MC Hammer in there. Are it's you MC Hammer's happening. agent? <laughs> Please mention MC Hammer. Fuck it. Hammerfest. Yeah. And, and ladies Dick, and gentlemen... Dick, Dick and Dom's Hammerfest. I think two complete non-sequiturs, but we're putting them together anyway to start at Dick and Dom's Hammerfest for no apparent reason in Ibiza. It is the Stone Roses, Ozzy Osbourne, Def Leppard, Primal Scream, Mr. Blobby Noel Edmonds oh, and Joy Division. Yay! Boys, thank you so much for doing Thanks, the lineup Sean. for us today at Glastonbury. Cheers. Pure legends. Thank you very much. A massive round of applause for Dick and Dom. Gonna go and have a lie down. Yeah.